Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Fallback. And today we're going to be talking about games we've been playing. We're going to be, I'm sure John's got a poll for us. We're going to be reviewing I've Endless Winter. I've always got win- a poll for us. <laughs> we're going to be reviewing Endless Winter, and we're going to be talking about top 10 games we're looking forward to playing. Thanks for joining us for episode 114. All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with a creep. Oop, drop my pen. A creepy, scary skeleton. Cost. Oh no, that's not, that's just Dean. You've lost so much weight, my friend. Ouch! That you hurts. look like a skeleton. That hurts. That is, hurts. Is that a man. bad thing? Yeah, it's like calling me. Uh, you know how they made fun of Gabe on The Office. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Did I say that you're? Do you have a complex where you feel like you look like Gabe now? <laughs> Maybe. I think that's what they, they picked on him for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought you were going to say you look mostly like him, just not a, not exactly. I thought you were going to go in the Halloween direction, and mm-hmm. I was going to blast you for that. How about Why? that? Why are you going to do that? Because today was supposed to be a Halloween episode, and it's not. We're talking about winter games. It's supposed to be a Halloween episode where you and I talked about playing Mansions of Madness. Yeah. And I was like, hey, John, you want to come over and play Mansions of Madness? And he said, that, no, get that game out of my no, face. That is not what happened. It's <clears throat> more or less what happened. Ish. How much weight have you lost now <laughs> to keep everyone up to date? <laughs> See, this is what people, people want do. to be in your life. They avoid, they avoid the conversation when they know it's true. We'll get back to it. Okay. 55 pounds. Dang. We need to do. We need to do a before. I'm not losing anymore. By the way, I've plateaued for. Yeah, he's a skeleton. A while now. now. It's been the same. He's I'm not, not a. He's skeleton. not really a skeleton. I'm getting jacked. He's. Uh oh. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not getting jacked. Are you going to the gym? No, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I, I work out at home, but I've always done that. I feel like ish. Do you think you have pretty strong fingers to lift your meeples and stuff? No. No. No, barely. Pretty quick hands for really, shuffling cards. I wanted to get the metal upgrades for terraforming Mars, and I just you just I, couldn't lift them up. I couldn't do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, speaking of like you know lifting things, how about that giant uh, endless winter box that both of us got that we'll be talking about here? That's my exercise that I'm getting. <laughs> this was this was really funny. So we were getting John and I got this together this was you know we we oh dean we used our funds Thanks, for uh for the kickstarter preview that we did and 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 really instead of getting money we were paid in game which we were both more than happy to do yeah and we'll talk we don't about always why. want to do that yeah we don't always do that in fact most of the time we don't we don't in, yeah in this case we did and they sent it all in one package and it was two all-in packages which all was in, a lot and john's like calling me Twice a day, uh-huh, I'm just right? Waiting. I'm just waiting. Like, where is it? Where's the game? Yeah. Finally, I'm finally. I came over and got it immediately. Immediately. Within, I don't know, I called and you were there within an hour, within 30 mm-hmm. minutes maybe. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, which, yeah. I would have been the same way. I was excited. But what if we played it again and it sucked? Well, we're, we're not even there out. yet. We're already jumping right into that. Well, but you said winter. We were talking, you said about, we were talking the, about yeah the weight of the game and, and the exercise that we're getting. Yes, and I'm trying to explain to people also in the midst of this convoluted nonsense that we're talking about that the reason that we're doing winter is because we had been waiting for that game for a year and a half, maybe. Uh, yep, I think that, so. Uh, I think and right. so as soon as it came, we are like, mm, you know, forget you mansions of crapness. Oh my Get goodness. out of here. Two years, actually, probably, yeah. because I think it was it was during 
It was during COVID. I think this was one that we actually didn't even do together, if I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Okay, okay. So what? it was probably late <sighs> I don't remember what we 2020, did something like that. But yeah, you're right. That's why we didn't play, because the new hotness came to the table. It did, you know, and that's what everyone wants, right? That's what you want. That's I, what you want. I, I wanted, wanted to play I, Mansions of Madness. I said Mansions of Crapness, uh, <laughs> even though I've never played it and would like to play it, and I might like it. So it was a, that was a joke. I'll get it played, by the way. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. I've, I have played um, Arkham Horror, the card game, as, as a replacement for that. I just haven't been able to get my group together to do the Mansions of Madness yet. There it is. Or or Betrayal. We always do the we always do both. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. There we go. Maybe great. You okay. know I'm Johnny Fallback? No. I actually didn't even hear you say that. I said that because... Uh, I was thinking this morning our poll is around holidays and what the best holiday is. And my wife loves sleep. That's so not a she holiday. Was, she was sitting, <laughs> she was at the sink preparing something like her lunch or something like that this morning. And I said, babe, I know what your favorite holiday is. Fallback. When we gained an extra hour of sleep. Oh, and she hey. smiled and she was like, mm. <laughs> I think, I think she was thinking, I don't know. It's pretty good. <laughs> it is one of the better things about fall. I love fall, but man, that extra hour is fantastic. And it's, it's coming up in two weeks, right? Yeah. It, uh, yes, it is November 6th. So can we now talk about how stupid daylight savings time is? I was about is? to ask. So does that mean that you like daylight savings time? Or you... Oh, no, because like I was the last you know week or so, I keep getting all excited that it's dark late. Like I like that i want to like sleep even though i can't sleep past like 6 30 because i gotta take my kids to school but like i want to have a great sleep to that i don't like that sun shining all through my window maybe okay. i should get blackout curtains okay here's where we are in my house okay we have the blackout curtains yeah i don't like the blackout curtains why i like the Too sun much? coming up early in the morning i am one of the weirdos i actually like i like it getting dark earlier and that i is... like the sun coming up earlier I like that. Get out of this podcast. I know. I know I'm weird like that. And and I don't really know if I know anybody that feels that way. No. But I do. I like I like having the sun come in. I would get up a lot earlier than I do now. I've always been a morning person anyway. But with having blackout curtains, I, I sleep in much later than I normally would. I sleep until like 6.30 or 7 as opposed mm-hmm. to 5.30 or 6 or whatever. <sighs> yeah. So 5.30, that's pretty early. So would you if, six six is yeah six is a pretty normal time if I don't if I've got sun coming in. If the great thing happened that you know I've been wanting to do wanting to have happen my whole life and that is daylight savings time goes away, you're disappointed. I don't know if I'd be disappointed. I think I'm just maybe maybe like is a strong word. Maybe it's I'm I'm okay with it more than a okay. lot of people that I know. So you'd be okay with okay. I think so. I, I'm a, I'm a go, go with the flow kind of guy, John. Wow. So, you know, whatever. Okay. Whatever. It's not going to, I'm not going to be one that's complaining all the time about daylight savings. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about some polls. All right. A poll. All right. John's always got the polls. I do. And the question today is probably too simple of one, you know, Dean, probably. I think it's I better. It's better when we keep it simple. Isn't well, it? I, I thought to myself, it's better for you because you get those right sometimes, but I just thought it would spur on a quick conversation, but the results were not as, yeah, 
And that is, what's your favorite holiday? Now, I want to say that I put four things on here, and I know that everybody that listens, they don't celebrate all of them. And they're from other countries because it's worldwide stuff, right? We're worldwide, Dean. We're pretty big. Sure, we are, but... All 12 people that listen. You don't care about the rest of the world, though. I just so care we just about lost it. some listeners. I love the rest of the world. We have more than 12 listeners, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Dean wants to make sure that everyone <laughs> knows. We're, we're doing fine. We, we grow all the time. We're always we growing, actually. We are doing pretty good. Yeah. Just don't forget that whenever the Golden Geek nominations come out. We're huh? not that big, but we'll get there. We're, we're on the cusp <laughs> of if our people really went out and voted maybe getting nominated oh sure yeah so we can, we can i, I want to go ahead and put that bug in their ear in everyone's ear right now that let's see if we can get nominated and if we get nominated no no if we get nominated dean we n- must do something on facebook live if not facebook live oh YouTube live. Well, yeah absolutely and we'll eat we'll, hot peppers hey yeah we'll, let's we'll do that let's come up with like a list of things uh so if you want to go to MeepletownMail at gmail.com, not go to. Send us an email there. If you want to get on our Discord, this is a plug for Discord. I was going to make that plug, so you're, oh, you're go good ahead. now. Yeah, that, that's it. That We have a Discord now. How do they get on? They, I don't know. How do they get on? I don't, I don't know. Did Jonathan post it in the guild? <laughs> he sent me a link, and I just followed the link. And yeah. then I posted that link. Oh, go to the guild. And I posted a link on the guild, and you can just click on that and, and get plugged in. We can. Why don't we post that on Facebook and... You, did you post it on Twitter? I did. I also yeah. posted it on. So Twitter. So there's a link yeah. on the there's a link on uh, Twitter. Let's post it on Facebook. Let's if you have if you're unsure, just send us a message on Facebook or an email or something, and we will get you that link. Let's go ahead and start coming up with ideas of things that Dean and John will have to do if Meeple Town gets nominated for a Golden Geek. I like that. All we need is nomination. That's good. All we need is nomination. If we want it. I promise you, I will streak buck naked around the Meepletown Square. That I'm the only person in Meepletown Square, so I I'm I really excited. I'm begging I know. you to please yeah. not do that. Please do it. There's got to be something. I would love it, John. Something better. It's amazing. I would. It would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe like the French Quarter in in New Orleans or mm. something like that. Yeah. Well, our office is right by our church, so. Yeah. Yeah. So even better. I'm going to ask people not to vote for us. <laughs> so I take back, I take it back, take it all back. By the way, we're, uh, you know, six months, six to nine months away from we that even happening. Okay. We'll start talking about it every week. It's I not, guess. it's not, when did they, they release that in what, I, like, I thought it was in the summer, maybe. I thought it was March. Maybe it is. Yeah. It's a long it's time far away. Okay. All right. What's your favorite holiday, Dean? Halloween. What is Meebletown's favorite holiday? Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, or Thanksgiving? Let's go. I know a lot of everyone doesn't do Thanksgiving, but it's coming up soon, and there's a lot of U.S. listeners, so I threw it in there. Christmas. It was a landslide. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. And I, what percentage do you think? I don't know. It was a landslide. I'm guessing. (laughs) Let's go. Landslide. Uh, eighty-five percent. Not that much of a landslide. Seventy-five percent. Seventy-two point five. Nailed it. What's next? Halloween. No. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting too with you know, I, the only reason I picked Halloween have, is because we were right here. Yeah. If if we were in a few weeks from now, I probably would have said Thanksgiving. You know what? How many New Year's gets? None. Zero. Which is 
I actually looked up like most popular holidays before I came up with this list. And this is one of the reasons I chose these. And New Year's was actually pretty high because a lot of people really like throw New Year's. I mean, most people participate in New Year's. No, that's, that's, let's know. A A lot of people participate in New Year's parties. Mm -hmm. Do you? Most of the time, yes. Yeah. It's rare that it's just me and my family sitting at home on New Year's. Almost never. I got to tell you, though. It's nice. Yep. Yes. It I is. agree. It is. I. It's. Here's the thing. When we when we do New Year's, oftentimes we're driving to Smyrna to to celebrate with some friends, and and I love it. So I love doing. You need to throw a party at your house. But actually, with Stephen. So Stephen, who's our listens to the episode before anyone else does, I love hanging out. It's the drive back. I don't love driving back at midnight anytime, but New Year's Dean especially. Just said he hates Stephen's New Year's party. Wow. And <laughs> guess what guess who I'm going to have lunch with today? Steven. That's exactly right. Okay. Well you could tell him. So we can he can take his New Year's party. We can hash that out over some uh hmm. hmm. I'm going I'm getting Mexican today, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm feeling, but my stomach's growling already. Here's a question for you and the listeners. Yeah. This this is a poll question for you, yep. John. You can use this free of charge. Out of those holidays, what game what which one do you play the most games during? Yeah, I think that will be a poll question next. Okay. We've done that one, I think, before, but I want to do it again. Which holiday do you play the no, most no, games? No, no, I guess we no, I didn't. No, we did one where do you play themed games for seasons. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, we did that. So what would you say what holiday for you? Oh, ooh. Um I don't have any scary games. I didn't ask that. No, I'm thinking through. I know, but I'm thinking through. Like, I mean, I maybe I don't think I have any, so I can't. One of one. So we're doing a list of top ten uh, games we anticipate. And have you? Did you see Tony Boy Dell's game about summoning a demon army or something? No. And like the church and hell is against you. <laughs> I was, and oh my I was goodness! Like, so Next. it's a solo game. I was like, Tony Boy Dell. Yes. Because he does okay. sell those solo, you know, he does. He had that space solo game. I heard was great. No, he's only played. done Snowdonia. No, and like I was like, I'm just kidding. I actually really want to play this, but I don't know if I want to try to fight against heaven and hell to summon a demon. <laughs> like that's quite the theme. There was like there was something about that. I was like, that's a little too far for me. <laughs> I do have Personally, limits for sure. Yeah. I would say that's a limit for and me. And like, but. if it wasn't that theme, I might have had it on my list. Um, so I guess I'm saying I don't really. Yeah, I guess Christmas would be the answer to that because I will always play Santa's Workshop during Christmas, though I really should implement Keyflower during Thanksgiving. But, okay, that's Fall. not what I'm asking. I'm asking, what holiday do you play the most games during? Oh. So. Yeah, New Year's maybe. New Year's. Okay, okay. That's, I would say probably Christmas or New Year's. Those yeah. They're probably pretty close. Although, what, Do you mean season or do you mean day? Mm, celebration, I think, is what I was thinking. So, like, Christmas Day, I travel too much to play games. Agreed. But we celebrate Christmas with my wife's family a couple weeks earlier, and we play games all day when we do that, usually. Yeah, I play one game on Christmas, usually. We go to my wife's family, and then we stay from 1 or 2 o'clock till 10, and we usually get one game in, and it's usually one of my Christmas presents. Okay. Anyway, I... That's a good question well, the, because I came up with it. Well, the other the other reason I brought this up is I feel like um, a lot of adults, like I know kids love Christmas because you're getting gifts and all this kind of stuff in the season, but I feel like there's a lot of adult friends that I have 
that love Halloween or maybe the people that love it are just the squeaky wheels that are always talking about it and posting about it. Maybe that's it. I was I was a little disappointed to see I mean I don't know if I'm disappointed, but I thought we would get more than 5.8% on Halloween. So, because I think I think it gives, and this is what the, I wanted to have the conversation. It affords adults to become children in for one night and drink a lot of alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. I didn't say that you did. I'm just saying this I, is. I mean, I, this I, is I, what I think why people get excited about it. I yeah, I don't know. You finally know. get to dress up again, and <laughs> you're allowed to. I don't even really dress up. I, okay, I like Halloween just fine. It's not my favorite, but it's fall is why I like it so much. Honestly, if mm. if if Halloween took place in the spring or summer, you I don't think it would be nearly as interesting. Okay. But speaking of interesting, I'm ready to talk about some games we've been playing. Well, I do want to give a shout out to my oh, son. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay. My son, they did a pumpkin carving competition at yeah. Kellum's. We you were, never go, do you? Well, we had a family Halloween thing that day. Yeah. Uh, my son, I don't think is very artistic at all, but somehow he did Jack O'Lantern from um, Nightmare Before Christmas and nailed it and won. Oh, I didn't see his picture. I saw other pictures. Yeah, it was really his. good. Okay. Like I was like, "How did did you do that?" <laughs> have you ever seen Have you ever seen my carving of Steven's face in a pumpkin? No. Okay, I'll show you that after. Maybe I need to post that in Twitter. I think maybe post it in Discord. I showed up at my buddy Steven's house <laughs> with his face carved into a pumpkin. What do you think? Is about that, that what do you What would you What do you think about that? If somebody did that for you, just out of the blue showed up and they have your face carved in a pumpkin. Oh, I would love it. Would you Would you feel special? Would you feel a little creeped out? Top. Those are all really good. That is really good, John. You should post that. You should post that so people can see it. I like it. Yeah, it was. It's a pretty serious competition. I sit back and drink beer and have fun and just like talk to people, and eat chili. Eat, Matt Winneborg made his chili. Mm. Have you had it before? I believe it, so. It would be your nightmare. Yeah. I love chili. For cholesterol and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It is a suet chili. It is a bunch of fat and meat just rendered down big time. And you can see the grease like sitting on top of it. That's, that's the way my dad makes it too. I would say the best chili I've had outside of my own and my dad's because I love, I love that chili. I'm getting hungry. Is our friends from Huntsville make chili with brown sugar okay you ever have chili with brown sugar i have i didn't like it oh man it is it's something special i added it one time and maybe i didn't get the portions right but my wife was like this is gross and couldn't even eat it this will probably be laughing when she hears about this this was amazing it was whatever we had okay i want to talk about games let's do it let's go okay so let me talk about a game i've been playing I actually didn't even pull it up on here to look at pictures. I'm going to be brief on this. You've heard me talk about this. I'm going to kind of talk about two separate games. One is My City and one is Planet Unknown. Because I, since we did our review of Planet Unknown, I've been thinking about that a lot. I gave that a really high rating. I think I was at like a nine on that. Is that right? Do you remember... I think it was a nine. I don't I, think it was a nine and a half. I, yeah, I think, it was, I think it was a nine. I, it was I nine. really yeah. like Planet Unknown. But it made me think a lot about... My City, which is now on Board Game Arena, which is interesting because you can play the one-off game or you can play the entire campaign on BGA. John, you need to do this. You need to join in. Okay. in um, so I'm playing with a group from uh, Residents of Meeple Town. We're only in the second game right now. Okay. Um, 
and, and so not a lot is happening right now. There's not a lot of like stickers that you've put on the board or whatever. What do you remember offhand? Which one you prefer, Planet Unknown or My City? They're pretty similar. These are polyomino games that are really just polyomino at their very mm. core, especially My City. Planet Unknown adds a track that you move up as you I need put to the play. I would screen. have to play Planet Unknown again before I answered that question. Okay. Because I just have not played it very much. Okay. Well, I really enjoy both of them. I think I was at an eight on My City. I still I do prefer Planet Unknown, but I think I just... These might be my two favorite polyomino games. We wow. need, I'd really have to think about that. We need to do a list of that at some point. Okay. But we got. I got that. I'm into that. But I introduced my wife to Planet Unknown, and we played it the other night, and I wasn't sure. She loved it. She was like, I'll play whatever. And you know I freak out, John. Whenever somebody's like, hey, I'll play whatever, I'm like, okay, I've got 30 games right now in my head. Mm-hmm. I can't screw this up. And so I'm like, okay, I'll put out this game, and then I last minute pull out a clips or something. Okay. I wanted to make sure that my wife liked this game, which means I wanted it to be a quicker game, and I know that she can like polyomino games, so I put this out there. She really liked she it. Loved it. She though. loved it. Yeah, yeah, she thought it was great. It was. I think it, my wife would really like it too. I'm gonna have to borrow that sometime. Yeah, you should. This it's just a really cool game. the The neat thing about it is the the event deck, where you. I mean, there's a lot of cool things. There's a you know the asymmetry in the boards and yep. the planets and all that. There's a lot of variability in this. But the event deck is really cool because you can customize how you want it. So I made it really heavy with the green cards, which are the positive cards, mm-hmm. and only put a couple of the red cards in there. And I thought she would like that better. I put too many green cards in there. I should have balanced it out a little bit more. But I like that you're able to do that. I should have put more of the orange cards in, which are you know, kind of either or, I guess. But anyway... Yep, there it love, is. Love Planet Unknown. It's fantastic. But also, My City, highly recommend playing that. If you want to join in the the residents of Meeple Town BGA group, I will, I'll I'll join in another campaign of that. I think it's fun. There you go. You may, I, I'm going to talk about a game real quick. Go for it. And then you got one more? No, no, no. I'm good. Oh, you counted both, those, both of those. Were yeah, it. yeah. That was so just the combined. So a game that you guys prob- you probably would never pick in a million years that I played. I was at Cedar Brews uh, on Wednesday night. And there's a few game people that show up, and a guy came over to us, and he had several games. We didn't have much time, so I played Ramen Fury. Do you even know what that is? I've heard of this game, but I don't know anything about it. There it is. It, it comes it, in a it, ramen noodle package? It does. It is. It's, it's, it actually has like a little, I think, like Ziploc zipper oh, okay. seal thing. It's reusable. It is okay. reusable, okay. and uh, it's a Prospero Hall game. So, okay, okay. There we go. So here's what you're doing. There's a, a, a cards that you can pick from kind of in the center of the table. And basically you're putting them into your ramen bowl. Like you, you have like, I think two actions every turn and you score based on score card seasoning cards that come out and say, you need unique pieces of meat or you need, you know, a combination, uh, same vegetables or whatever. And you just eat the things and that's it. That's the whole game. Um, better than expected. Would never buy it, but it actually, it was, it's kind of like, I feel like a lot of Prospero Hall games, Dean, like that, that was cool. That was fine. Nothing blows my mind, but if, but if someone said, let's play it, I would be, I mean, there'd be a ton of other games I'd rather pick, but I I, might say yes. I tend to really, (laughs) there's some Prospero Hall games that I really enjoy that are much better um, than what you're describing. But for, for me, 
That's interesting. So was this their copy? Was this the? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He had a, he had several other games, and the games I brought, I didn't think we'd have time to play. See, so John, wh- Jonathan is, is they're his games, right? Because he's he's no, a, no. I play this with a new friend. Oh, I got you. I Less. Got you. The owner is a gamer to, yeah. to an extent. I don't know how much he does these days, but but back in the day, we used to game together a little bit. Yeah, it was it, unfortunately, I think Les was the only person left whenever I got there, and there was you know, not much gaming going on. So I've bought this game we for like a uh, Christmas gag gifts, not gag gifts, but like dirty Santas and white elephants or whatever before. Oh, it's, okay. It's kind of like, looks like ramen noodles and it's a card game, but you've never played it. I've never played it. And so I was like, you know, I'll play that game. I'll give it a chance. And I didn't really like it, but it was better than I expected. Okay. It was All fine. Right. It was any, fine. Any, I don't know. I, I, well, okay. I was going to say something that comes in a ramen noodle package, that's already a turnoff for me. I agree. But the sardine, what was the sardine game? Sunny Day Sardines or whatever, mm-hmm. the one I talked about before. I like that one. That was that was pretty fun. So. This this is a this can be mean cuz you can scoop out ingredients out of people's bowls and put it into your own, and you can also put like spice into theirs and it, that can be negative most what? of the time. Yes, yeah, so Why it's is kind that of negative. A, it's kind of well, if you don't have spicy seasoning, you score a negative point, yeah, for adding spice to bowl. So it kind of it does have a take that absolutely element to this game. Okay. Um. So uh, yeah, I I feel like this is one that like so my kids love ramen, like, and I'm not talking about like good ramen. I'm talking about like cup of noodles. Yeah. And yeah. so I actually think they would really like this game because it's really simple, straightforward, fast paced. So I think this would be a great like little family game. Yeah. Okay. I don't really want to play it. I I don't think I will. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, if someone's like, "You want to play it?" I would, uh, and that's really what they want to play. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed that we were playing. I'd be like, "Yeah, I mean, okay." So one game that we have not been disappointed to play in the past, and we we're a little worried about if we'd still enjoy it, is Endless Winter, which is what I'm ready to move on to. Okay, let's go. Yep. All right, it's endless winter time. We got a little little mood sound effects in the background. We're gonna do that the whole time. Okay. All right. We Dean, whoa. Is it cold in here? Or is it just an endless winter? <clears throat> All right. Well, endless winter, Paleo Americans. Hey, I'm gonna get some coffee. Here we go. <clears throat> so okay. go ahead and you explain <laughs> the game while I go grab a wet my whistle. So this is from Designer Stan Kordonsky. Uh, I I don't know if I said that right. What are you What are you giggling about right now? You said Designer and you said messed up Kordonsky. Oh, did I really? I think so. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, sorry about that. That from from that it designer. Really throws you off never mind. It really does. And you're having a monologue by yourself. <laughs> so this is a uh, this is from <laughs> that designer. There we go. It also has art from. Uh, uh, from Mihailo uh, Dmitrievsky, who has done some amazing art in the past. And in this game, you are basically building up your tribe. You are going to be doing worker placement. You're going to be having some deck building going on, similar to like a Lost Runes of Arnak or Dune Imperium. You'll hear some comparison of that a little bit later. So basically on your turn, you're going to be first uh, playing one of your culture cards, which allows you to take some 
actions. Then you're gonna be placing a worker and the cards from your hand are going to be giving you strengths or different abilities based on uh, the action spaces that you take or the resources that you wanna spend. There's a lot of different things that those cards can do, uh, but you don't have to necessarily play those cards with those with those actions in the same way as you do Dune Imperium, but oftentimes you want to use the labor points associated with those cards to boost your action. We'll talk about that as we as we move on. But with these different actions, you can. In the, we're, first off, we'll talk about the base game. We have talked. We we will talk about the expansion stuff with it too. But with the base game, you can go out and put your megaliths onto the board, which are going to give you immediate bonuses and also potentially points if you're stacking those on top of each other. You can go out onto the main board, which is going to give you resources or points during the eclipse phase, which happens at the end of every round. And that's area majority that happens over there. You can go out and take new cards. You can take culture cards or your your different cards that go into your hand. There's lots of different things that you can do that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about the expansion stuff, but that's just kind of the gist of, of how the game plays out. This is a game that whoever gets the points at the end of your four rounds is going to be, whoever gets the most points is going to be the winner. Let's Boom. first talk about the art and components. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Dean has done that to me wherever he leaves for a second, and it really kind of throws you off for a second. You it's have a to kind of get your bearings because you're like, I'm sitting in a room by myself talking on a microphone by myself. But it's hilarious for yeah. me. Uh, I'm sure I messed up all the names. I should have just said the Miko for, for the art, and everyone would have known what that is. And yeah, anyway, the art's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yep. I so, have nothing. I mean, it's it's great. By the way, we talked about doing a Kickstarter preview of this, and we did. And so you can watch some of our gameplay on yeah. this from that. Now, there are some changes that were made. Um, I didn't talk about hunting in the overview, but we will talk about that. There were some changes made there, some changes made to the chief cards, I believe. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know all the changes. The hunting was the but... only like kind of slightly disappointing thing, right, that we thought of whenever we were doing the prototype. And then they got fixed. So boom, I think that's right. Fixed yeah. may not be the right word. Improved would be the right word. Yeah, because it was I, fine. It was fine, but now it's even better. Add a little bit more. Yeah. So, but yeah, the components. Now we are talking about the deluxe version of this. But I will say this: the deluxe pieces that you get in that bag are very unnecessary. I love them, but you really don't need them. Just the base game of this. With it's really the, good, anyways. With, yeah. Really, the biggest thing is I would say the megaliths, and those are wooden pieces that are screen printed in the regular version of the game. They're already really good. Yeah. yeah, Beautiful. But I mean, they're nice. So it's fun for me because I never buy the souped up version of anything. So getting it was, was exciting. You should have held off till Christmas to open. It was exciting. It was exciting to open up and go, Ooh, geeked up. Well, it's not geeked up, but got nice bits and all these kind of things. That was, that was really, that was wonderful. Um, it has trays to put everything in and organize it. Now, question for you. Have you put the expansions in the expansion tray and everything and close the box? No. Okay. One thing you need to know, John. Okay. I, I did not mention this. When I say the all-in deluxe, there is a big box of this, which we have. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get the big box, it's the small box, but you can't fit all the expansion stuff in there. Did you fit all the expansions? Yep. You're going to have to teach me. No, I don't. There's instructions. There's I, instructions I couldn't get sheet. it to work. Oh, my goodness. With the expansion piece in there? Uh-huh. What am I doing wrong? With all the expansion stuff. All the expansion stuff fits in the big box. I can't get it to fit. I probably even got some room it wasn't, to It's not even there. close. What? Yeah. Did you look at the instruction sheet? Yes. 
It's it, really clear. Which I'm very happy that they provided. No, you're not. No, you're I not. am. <laughs> I'm happy they provided it because I think that's cool. But I still, I still, I couldn't get it. I mean, I wasn't even close. Okay. You know, whenever well, I'm glad that I was. So Michael that Scott that. and the office try to put the printers back into the box. <laughs> that's how I felt, and I'm like, this is dumb because they have the they did right and they put how to do it, but I'm that much of a dumb dumb, I guess, that I can't. I suck at stuff like that. It took a long time. I will say that. Not because the instructions were bad. I don't think I had to look at anything else. I'm not complaining on, about anything but me. But all this is the big box stuff. I do think if you have the expansion stuff without the big box, ooh, you're not going to fit everything, I don't think. I hope they reprint all of that stuff. I, I hope you're. I hope it's all accessible, I guess I'll say that. Because I'm also not positive everything that is expansion or promotional material, so I'll, I'll try to go through some of that as we talk through this. What about the playmat? You like having the playmat? I love the playmat. Yeah, I'll use it every time. Yep. I, I have a love-hate relationship with playmats because what, what do I do with them in the meantime? That's you, the problem. You can hang it on the... No. Okay. That's I, like that. I I think it's all it's great and it's and I'm glad I have it. But I'm always like, what do I do with this thing? Somebody had posted if you if you order these things on Amazon, it's like twenty thirty bucks or something like that. They're these. I don't remember what they're for. I think they hold like some kind of. I don't even know, like tapestries or or place mats or something like that. I really can't remember. But you can roll up your mats and put it on this, and that's what I've done. But I have a lot of a lot of play mats, and it's too heavy to hang anywhere. So I slid that thing under the bed. But it's that's where it's probably going to have to go. Yeah. But uh, my biggest complaint of all the production stuff does come with the play mats, though. Something about these play mats, and, and not that it's the only ones that do this, but I don't like when they do that. But they don't sit down on the table all the way, and they've been sitting out on my table for a lot. I've played this game a bunch lately, and so it's just been hanging out on the table. And I, it, it's still not sitting down completely flat, and that's bothersome, but it is what it is. It's fine. It'll, it'll work itself out. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint, though. All right. Now, let's talk about let's talk about the gameplay, okay. and then as we talk about the gameplay later on, we'll add in the expansion material to that conversation. Okay. okay? So, what are some things you like about this? <clears throat> yeah, so... Or don't like. No. All right. So, let's just talk about the uh, megalith in the room, the mastodon in the room. And that is, people are going to compare this to Dune Imperium. People are going to compare this to Lost Ruins of Arnak in particular, right? Yes. Because they have... And we did when we did our video. Absolutely. And they have that similar worker placement slash card play. I'm glad that we're comparing them to solid games. Dune Imperium is absolutely excellent. Now... It is the... It's the inferior game to Arnak, though. That's what you're no. about to say. No, it's not even close. To okay. me, it's not even close. Both Dune, are top Dune fifty is games. So for much me. better than Arnak. To me, I'm not. Arnak is fine, but Dune is so much better. Um, we're going to ask the question, even in the midst of this. At the end, is this? How does this hold up? Does it even? So, is it even in the same ball field? Yeah. You know, is is that, it? Um, I love worker placement slash card play. There, I said it. That is that is a mechanic that I am having a great time with. Me too. I like the way the labor works. I also like how certain cards in this game, in particular, uh, are going to give you bonuses. <clears throat> so 
if you go to certain spots, so you always have that pool. You know, it's kind of like on certain games, there's worker placement, workers that are like more powerful if they go to certain spots. You kind of have that here in the card play. If you end up playing that card, they might get an extra labor. I think that's cool. Um, but I also like what I think that makes this one kind of stand out a little bit from the others are the culture cards, Dean. And that is instead of like, all right, I play a worker and then I play a card or cards. Before you do that action, you can play a culture card. So it kind of adds an extra wrinkle to it. And that culture card is just like you're allowed to play one or you can play more than one, but you got to discard um, a card out of your hand if you do that. But <clears throat> for everyone that you play, but you can start off your turn by playing a culture card, which might be huge. It might get you the tool that you need in order to do the action more powerfully. And then you play your card and then you get the actions. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that, which in that you need to do a lot of planning ahead of time to kind of map out what your turns are going to look like. Because sometimes those those cards that you play at the beginning, you're going to have to spend resources to do that. Yeah. But you're also going to have to Could spend your turn. resources for the worker placement spots, which is, let me, this kind of brings me to a, a point that I, I like in this game. Um, it's funny because I don't know, I, I had to think because I don't always love this in games, but it is, it's tight. This game is very tight when it comes to especially at the beginning of the game, you you want to be able to do all this stuff, but you just won't be able to because you won't have enough resources, yeah. you won't have enough cards because mm -hmm. cards are a resource when it comes to playing those for your labor points. Yep. And when you want to get cards or you know take action spaces with your worker placement, oftentimes it's going to cost you a lot of labor yep. and you have to make those interesting decisions. Do Especially, okay, this is, this is one of my favorite parts of the game. So you have... You have these tribe cards, the other cards that are in your hand with the culture cards. The tribe cards are the ones that you're going to be playing as you place your workers that have your labor points. You have an eclipse phase at the end of the round. That's what I was going to... I wanted to not steal everything, so yeah. this is another part I love. Okay. So with with the eclipse phase, what that's going to do is all the cards that you put in your eclipse pile, those will trigger if they have eclipse abilities on them. But you oftentimes want to use those for their labor points. But if you save them for the Eclipse phase, you can use those abilities. That's On right. top of that, it, you're bidding for player turn order. And if you're the, be pretty big. Yeah, if you're the, the highest in, in player turn order, you get to put a Megalith down on the board or any of the other abilities below that, which is like drawing a card or mm. uh, moving up the different tracks. I didn't even mention that. Um, taking resources or whatever. And you, you have the pick of the litter for that, and you also get to take your all your Eclipse Phase stuff first. So I I really like the grueling decisions with that of do I want to, or not only that, but also saving the cards for the next round because cards in your hand are so important, and you want to have really big rounds if you can. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you're like, well, I'm just going to keep this card in my hand even though I might not win first place or be able to take this eclipse phase, I can keep this for the next round. So there's really grueling decisions. Yeah. With I mean, that. that's tough. Like there's definitely times where you want to get first place on the eclipse, but if it's got labor on it, then and you play it, then it's gone, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's nice to get the bonus on the bottom, but it would be really nice for me to lay that megalith. Is it megalith or monolith? I should look that up. We I've actually always, got the rules pulled up. We always story. we always argue. It's about megalith, that. Yeah, yeah, megalith. But I really want to play, which is the you know kind of the top tier of things that you can do if you're first place, or maybe you're going to be kind of card poor and you need to draw some cards. You know, 
And so you like, man, okay, I can keep this card to have cards and then I can draw a card if I, you know, but, oh, it, but should I play a card to draw a card? Then it's a wall. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just like some really grueling decisions on that, which I, I think can lead. I, I'll just say this right now. I don't think I want to play this at four. Okay. Um, I think that because of the prep and the card play, I don't think that it's like this hyper AP prone game or anything like that by any stretch. Um, but I do think that there is some downtime for planning and I've really enjoyed, I've enjoyed it at two though. I do think that it would be, have we only played this at two? We have in solo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would be great at three is where I would like to play it. Um, because I think that the like area control type, board section would be a lot more interesting yeah uh at two i feel like every time i play it we kind of just carve our own space out not entirely but a lot yeah and build strategy around that um i get that i i I totally get that i i do think that with the it's it's less interesting with the uh area control on the map moving yeah. your moving your tribes around because oftentimes we don't really compete for spaces and sometimes we do especially for some of the more beneficial yeah. ones at the end of the round if you have the most point value of like your tents and your yeah i don't want to say what i call them your villages, villages and your there you go. your villages and your uh your tri- camps there we go your camps yeah. and villages uh, then you get the you know the tool that's on there whatever the eclipse phase bonuses or you get to place a megalith out or something so that can be pretty big it's like definitely a way to build an engine of resources as dean mentioned earlier yeah resources not being um can be tied especially at the beginning of the game now okay with i'm I'm gonna make a slight comparison here when we're talking about arnak usually in arnak you want to figure out ways that you can move up the track the exploration track Mm -hmm. right i mean there's lots of other ways to get points but that's often a big way to get those points and different bonuses along the way. Yeah. With Dune Imperium, a big thing that you're trying to do is is win the battles. It's not all you're trying to do because you can get points in other places. Sure. But a common way to get points is to win those conflicts. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not downgrading either one of those because I love both of those games very much. This one is a, a little bit more interesting because I feel like there's different ways that you can get those points and they can be valid they can be valid, right? Now, one big way of getting them, and I did not mention this, but you can get these sacred stones, and they will trigger at the end of every round during the eclipse phase to give you points based on which stone that you have. So I might have a stone that says I get points if I have camps on different um, terrain tiles out on the map, okay? So I might get one point for each terrain tile that mm-hmm. I have a camp on. And that is a very valid way of getting points. Moving up on the the track the uh what is that track called it's the honor track and let bury people score points for dead people track yeah that's not what it's called but that's that's, that's the closest the that's that's a halloween theme <laughs> that's the gist of it so it is the on the idle board you've got two different tracks and that's a very great way to get points you can get points from the cards that you have just like in arnak some mm-hmm. of those are going to have point values so there's there's different I feel like there's more options of of getting points that there's more strategy I'm sorry there's more variety in the strategies that you can take in this game in my experience than than those others probably yeah yeah good bad or ugly I'm not saying no 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 yeah know, I, I know I just for think sure that, Arnak I'm trying to think because I mean Dune I wouldn't say for sure Arnak but 
I yeah. It's, it's for sure has more ways to score than Arnak. Arnak has other ways to I know score, they, I know but does. but I get what you're saying too. But in Dune is again as much as I love it. The battle really. Well, you the, also have like the the faction tracks and stuff like that, which can be pretty big ways to score points. It but is you're true. Right. It's true. And then there's yeah. some cards that can help you. Like and then you have the what are those one cards that you can get? Those big old worm cards, don't they give? And they give you. Uh huh. But yeah, but yeah. I. Or or there's in game scoring in that one too. There's a couple cards from the mm-hmm. from the intrigue cards card. So it's not the, those other games are not just one dimensional. I do think that there are more areas of of getting points in this game than the other two. Valid valid ways of of getting points. You can ignore certain areas in this game and still be okay. I think, right? Like you don't always have to get points. Yeah, I think so. I, and. and so I think animals are the you know animals are a big way to get points in this game too, depending on which cards you have in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that is going to be very positive for people like me. I think there's going to be maybe a tad bit of negativity in the sense for certain people that like to be pointed in a direction. Yes, I do think at the beginning, like when I introduced my wife to it again, she had played it when we had the prototype. Uh, but I, at the beginning, I remember her kind of being like, "What do I do? Like, there's this map I can go out on." I can go hunting, you know, map to score points. I can go hunting to score points, you know, whatever. I mean, there's like, there's several different things. I can get cards and card score points. There's, it's pretty point salady. And what is the most, you know, what's the best thing to do? Uh, I like that about it. I like it about it a lot. And Dean and I yesterday went whole hog. <laughs> and put everything on the table. We played with every module. Yeah, expansion. So let me let me briefly explain what that is. Yes. So you've got the rivers and rafts, which changes up the map, which puts this big river right down the middle, and you can move your boat up that river. And during the eclipse phase, you can go fishing and get lots of cool bonuses from the fish tiles. You are also going to have these landmark tiles that will give you points during the eclipse phase, and that's that's the gist of that. It also lets you drop out your tents in, in the normal game you're dropping them from this in the center of the map and then mm-hmm. kind of expanding outwards this lets you drop it from your own personal camp area but also wherever your boat is which i think is is kind of interesting that's yep. that's the gist of that one the other one is the cave paintings which you have this this board that you're writing on your individual board that you're writing on with a dry erase marker and you're putting dots and lines to connect those dots mm-hmm. and you have to pay for all of those and it's you know kind of a, a process to be able to get that painted on there mm-hmm. but when you enclose certain things when you enclose things in the legs they trigger during the eclipse phase when you enclose things during uh, on the body it's a one off thing so it might give you some special you know pretty big resources thing. or whatever you get, yeah get a cult culture card and uh, you know all kinds of stuff yeah, yeah but then at the end of the game you're going to get points if you have you know a really long line is going to give you a lot of points yep. of connected dots on the outside of the of the cave painting that that's the gist of that yep. now let me throw in some other things that we threw into the game we put in all new tribe cards all new tribal cards so the base game it has its own tribal cards and then the expansion stuff has multiple ones and you can mix and match those and you should if you're going to do this. I don't think the way we did it was the best way. Yeah. We also put all new animal cards in. Now, animal cards in the base game oftentimes have to do with you can kill the animals to gain resources, but also 
if you save them for the end of the game, it's set collection. And the more you have of certain types, you're going to get more points. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of works the same way with the expansion ones that we threw in there, but they trigger during the eclipse phase as opposed to in-game scoring, which could be good. You could get more points this way, but it's also likely that you're going to be killing off more. It seems like, um, or, or keeping them to get your, your, in-game game. stuff. But yeah. again, I think you should mix and match those as you go. Maybe, I think it would be better, yeah. There's some other modules that, that I, I won't go into a lot of detail, but there's a lot of cool stuff. You're never going to run out of stuff to do in the box. That's I right. Think. Yeah, and I think that, and I, I think we should, we're probably going to land this plane pretty quick because I don't want to get too much in the weeds and we have the other piece to do, uh, anticipated games. But I think when we add, you add all that, I actually like it. Like, I probably wouldn't play with every single bit of it, but I like it because it's like there's a lot of ways to score points at that point. And I don't, I, 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 I wonder if it's just the base game, if it doesn't get a little stale without having those, which is why I'm glad I have those. I didn't say it does. I just say I wonder. Um, I, I, it's interesting. I think maybe if you didn't have the extra cards, I really yeah. like having the extra cards. I agree. The animal cards, the tribal cards, the, yep. there are some other culture cards as well. Throwing that in there, uh, even mm-hmm. sacred stones adds, um, some of the variability in that and mixing up the megalith board too yep. adds variability. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with yep. you, but I don't know if I need the expansion stuff necessarily to add to that. Although I'd really like the expansion stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I think without the expansion stuff, it's, I still, I'm going to, I really would enjoy the game. I like the game, but I think that that really helps it a lot. It's kind of like, I feel like even with Glenmore too, which is like my, one of my favorite games of all time. I think if it was just the base, I would be like, that's fun. But adding the modules really helps yeah. it to kick it up. Yep. So, um, Oh, the last thing I failed to mention is that I love how in the worker placement spots, everyone can go there, even if someone else has gone there, but whoever goes there first gets a bonus. Yes. And that leads to other really grueling decisions with those cards, which is why sometimes it takes a minute to plan out like, Oh man. But if I, if I get there before Dean, then I'm going to get a meat and a tool for going there first. Yeah. But if I don't get that first and I risk it and go somewhere else and then he takes that spot, then that screws up the whole plan that I had. Yep. And so that those kind of things can happen, and but I think that it's fun. I think no, that it's the, fun. the worker placement spots are interesting too. Although, could probably be frustrating for some people. I could I could get this, but you you have three different spots on that mm-hmm. uh, on each on each worker placement spot. So it starts off, and you can do whatever these things are as many times as you want. Then there's another spot that lets you do something else, and then the potential bonus spot. Um, so turns can be really long because you're having to do all of those things Mm -hmm. um not always but i could see i could see people getting frustrated by that for having to wait so long but if you know what you're doing get a couple plays you can take those turns pretty quickly yeah so for for my final thoughts let's kind of put all this together here's the thing even though it may take a little bit of time per per turn you have three workers that you're placing four times out on the board so what i love about this is that it's still pretty it's a quick fairly quick game and you feel like very satisfied, at least I do, by the time I'm done with it. So even if it does take Dean five minutes to do his turn because there's a lot kind of going on, he only has, you know, that's 33% of his turn for this round and only a four-round game. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't really bother me that much because it's not like it's some, um, 
you know, seven round long game. It's going to take two hours to play all that kind of stuff. I think four is the perfect amount of rounds for this game. I do too. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm ready for it to end at that point And it feels kind of tight. Like, um, and so I think it's, uh, I think they really developed this game extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the 60 to 120 minute playing time. I think that my games have leaned towards the 60 mark actually. Now, adding some expansions. How long did it take us to play with all those expansions yesterday? It was it hour was more half. of the, yeah, it was probably like an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Okay. Well, the, that was with the teach and everything though. And we had to yeah, I think there were some things that we had to look up here there just to make sure we had it right, you know, and that kind of slowed down gameplay a little bit too. So, this game's weight is 3.24. I think if you were to add a lot of the expansions it might go up from there. Um, a little bit, but I think this game has just a lot going for it that I love, Dean. Mm-hmm. I love the card play. I love the worker placement play. I I just there's just certain games where you go, I want to play that again. You know, and there's there's other games yeah. that I play like there, there's times wherever I play like like Carnegie that we played. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I haven't thought that much about it again. Like, yeah, I, I have like, actually. Yeah, but. yeah, no, I mean, and I think, and I gave it what eight and a half. Like, I really like it. Yeah. Like, um, but this is just one that I think, I think because of the time, I think because of the art, I think because of the card play, I think all of it comes together in a great production. And I go, I just want to play that game. It's kind of the same feels that I had earlier on when I played like Raiders of the North Sea, right? Like this worker placement game. I was like, ah, I want to play that. Right. Before right. I'd played it to death, you know, like, like it just kept drawing me and calling me. And I think that that is this type of a game, but this game is heavier than that. And which I, I mean, I like it much better. Nine out of 10. I, I think that it, I think it could be higher than that. I think this could crack like my top 50 games. Like it's very, very good. I just have to play it more before I were to make, you know, that type of a call. But I'm, I'm gonna go nine out of 10. Wow, that's great. Okay, and after we give our rating, I want us to go, kind of go through those three games. I think we have to, like you said. Okay, like you said, we have to do it quick though. All right. So I knew that I w- that I liked this game from the very first time I played it, the prototype version of this. I think I called John. I was like, "Hey, man, this game is it's pretty special." Yeah. And uh, I agree. Now, knowing know this, okay, I love those other two. I just talked about how they're in my top ten. And just like John said, this the, this mechanism of of worker placement combined with deck building has become one of my favorite things. Mm. I just I really really love it a lot. So I was already kind of oh I should give it nine and a half. I was already kind of set up to love this game. I really like this game because of I don't want to go too much into this. Let, let me give my score and then I'll, I'll talk about my why whenever we talk about those top three. Okay, so I'm giving this a a whopping 10 out of 10. Oh, he did it again. This game. Oh. Again? Did I give a game a 10 this year? No, you do it. You do it more than I do. Oh, that's true. That's true. Now, it's that's funny. That's not bad, though. I think I gave Arnak a 9.5, if I remember right, which it moved up to a 10 because it's top. Mm-hmm. It's in my top 10 or 12 or something like that. It's way up there. This game gives me some of those same feels. Now, I'm going to go ahead and move into my three since I've already kind of yep. done that. The reason why I like Arnak so much is because the puzzle puzzleliness of it. Okay, whereas Arnak, uh, as Dune offers something different, it offers more of that that tight player interaction with the conflict and all that. That mm-hmm. really it changes the game and it makes it amazing. But I like Arnak because of the puzzleliness of it. Endless Winter has that same puzzleliness mm-hmm. to me. It does have 
that player interaction when you're competing for those different territories with the interaction with the megalith board the interaction with the worker placement spot so there's a lot of player interaction in this game not dune dune imperium level but the reason why i like it so much is because i want to do the absolute best with whatever i'm given with the starting cards that I have, with the chief that I have, what can I do with these, yep. with this stuff and, and do the best. And now when you throw in the expansion stuff, I really am terrible at this game because there's, it, my head wants to explode with all the different things that you can yeah, do. He waxes me with the base game, but the base game, the expansions and I beat him. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like <laughs> overload robot overload. So as it is right now at this very moment, Dune Imperium is my least favorite of these three, but again, Ooh. I love, love Dune Imperium. I just played this a couple weeks ago, and it was it did not disappoint. I love it. Top 50 game. Arnak and Endless Winter are like pretty neck and neck at this point. I, I might want to give the nod to Endless Winter just because of all the other stuff that it adds. It, it adds, you know, mm. more variety. It adds different things that you can do to get points. Lots of cool things going on. Player interactions better. Uh, so I probably will give the nod to Endless Winter. That might change as it evens out and I'm not like crazy for this new hotness. But So I will go Endless Winter, then Arnak, and then Dune Imperium. All still okay. going to be top 50 next year. I feel pretty confident in that. I'm, I'm going to say Dune. I still like the Race 2 element of Dune a lot and that combat battling Tim from Board Tension. Game Hot Takes is is going crazy right now. Yeah. He's so happy with you. Yeah, no, I, I, I just like it, man. I love that game, um, and I'm excited for the new expansion. Uh, Endless Winter, a close second. It's it's really good. And then I would put Arnak third in a, in a distant third. Like, not not that it's bad. It's just, like, I don't I don't own it. I'm not, like, super jacked. Maybe I'd like to play it again. I might like it better next time I play it. I need to bring it out with the expansion. Yeah, I would like to play. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I, you would like. I, I might really like it. Yeah. So I just remember. I remember just being like, "This is fun. I like it." But I, th- these two really stand out. Um, man, I'm really close to giving Endless Winter a nine and a half, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with nine for now, and I'll keep you updated if I if I raise it up. At this moment, and we are in October, late October. This is our this is our combined game of the is year. It? I would say that's my guess. I would guess there's that. been some great games this year. This has been incredible games. Maybe my best year ever. Wow. I mean, really, I've loved some games coming out this year. Okay, we got to talk top 10 games. Let's move on from our love fest for Endless Winter. I gave it a 10. John gives it a high nine mm-hmm. and, cre- and creeping up on that nine and a half. But yeah, let's talk about some other games that we're excited about playing in the not too distant future. <laughs> All right, Dean, here we go. So these are going to be, we're going to do top tens this time, not top fives. And we're going to go relatively fast. We're going to go really fast. Yeah, we're not going to be able to explain all the details, but it's kind of more of a teaser uh, for you to go explore it more, right? Like, hey, here's why. And sometimes it may just be, I like the designer. And we kind of move on not too much after that, okay? So we didn't do an Essen list. And so this is going to be the top 10 games that we don't have that we want right now. Mm-hmm. Some there may be there's one on my list, maybe two. I think just one that is out. It just came out, and so sorry. Like if you don't like that, it doesn't matter. It's 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 a very recent release. I actually left one on the list off because it came out and it's on its way, which I could put it back on there, but I'm not. 
Um, so let's just go. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first since okay. you're already talking. How about All that? Right, so let's go uh, for... Uh, you can't have a list. John McPeters can't have a list without Uwe Rosenberg on the list. Of course. And Atiwa is a game that I'm interested in. Uh-huh. Um, but it's on the bottom of my list. Like, I feel... So in this game, this is a kind of farming type game and bats are a big deal. It's weighted at 2.7. Uh, so I, I'm always interested in... And it's in Rosenberg's games because I like him so much, but I'm a little farmed out with him. And he does that a lot. And so I'm like, honestly, it's kind of at the bottom of my list. I almost didn't even put it on there because I'm. it may just kind of fall into the muddled middle. That's what I worry about, right? Because how many other games like this do I, how many games like this do I need? Right. Um. Man, I'm almost talking myself it off the list right now, but I heard it was, I've, I've heard really good things about it. So yeah, let's let's give it a shot. Uh, oh, the other big piece was that it was Lookout Games, and I love Lookout Games. They always put out great games. So that was why I went ahead and threw it on the list. I hate to say I'm excited, but yet it's kind of at the bottom. It is what it is. Atiwa, are you interested in that one? Yes. It, th- so this one's not on my list, partly because I'm like, I don't need to talk about it. John's going to have it on yeah. his list. But the theme is cool. I know it's the farming piece isn't as cool, but mm-hmm. but the bats using using bats and it's this is like an actual thing that they use um, fruit bats uh, that are you know useful in spreading seeds and and all that sort of thing. Which is so that part is really cool. I like yeah. that. Um, just didn't make my list because I knew I didn't have to put it on there. There you go. John would not disappoint, that's, and he didn't. That's my number ten. All right. My number 10, which I don't think is on your list, and I this is a reluctant one a little bit. It's a mm. Matt Gertz game, Crossing Oceans, which is a uh, reimagining of, of Transatlantic, which mm-hmm. I have not played. If I understood this correctly, I was listening to Rado talk about this, and he was talking about how I think this was like Matt Gertz's favorite personal design or like some a game that he's been developing for a really long time. And this is, I think one that he's super pumped about. Now I've read some not super exciting reviews on this, but I still really want to try this, but I I'm, I'm excited when a designer is like so pumped up about one yeah. of their designs and, and has been developing it for a really long time. My ears are going to perk up a little bit. Yeah. I'm very interested in that. So crossing Good oceans, Metgertz. All right. My number nine is Dean's on Dean's list. So I'm just going to just pass it. Oh, we'll okay. just talk about it together. Okay. I don't even know if I know what all is on your list, so we'll. Um, I well, I know this up. is this is one that I don't want to spoil. This is one that's very high on your list, so okay. that's why I don't want to talk about it. Right I got now. you. Okay, I don't want to kind of ruin it. So my number nine is one that I don't. It's not. It's not on your list. This is a Days of Wonder game. Anytime Days of Wonder releases <laughs> something, it gets me a little excited, and that is Heat Pedal to the Metal. I'm not even like necessarily super hyped on racing games. I think I'm always just intrigued by whenever. Whenever Days of Wonder puts something out, honestly, it's got Vincent Dutre art, which looks really, really cool as well. Um, but this is just a, a, a racing game that's, you know, jockeying for position. Some of it is just me. I'll be reading some of the description on BGG, but um, trying to get the the first across the line is is the gist of it. So anyway, there is a uh, you can do a single race or do this championship system. So you're playing a whole season in a game night, which that is pretty intriguing, especially because of, you know, how I feel That's about intriguing. Um, how I feel about like uh, baseball highlights where you get to do a season. And I, I think that's really cool. This also plays one to six players, which is probably good in 30 to 60 minute playtime. 
That is Heat, Pedal to the Metal. Sweet. That's your number nine. My number eight is 11. Are you confused right now? What? Ah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about 11, the football manager board game. And that is uh, Thomas Jansen is the designer. It's a portal game. And I ever since they said they were releasing this, the weight's around three. I've been very interested in this idea of, like, I like themes that are a little bit different and managing my own football team um, sounds extremely exciting. And Portal, I, I, I do enjoy a lot of the games that they put out. I'm very much excited. The only reason this isn't, like, really high on my list is I've heard some kind of meh reviews on it. Um, I've heard some good ones as well. Like I've I've seen some people call it ten out of ten and just absolutely love it, and then I've had some that were like, eh. So it's kind of toned it down. Like I think right now it doesn't have many ratings, but it's seven point three on BGG. So I'm kind of like, oh, I'm trying to like tamper my excitement, but I very much want eleven. Yep, this one did not make my list. I think it was actually number eleven on my list. It just <laughs> oh. you know, for the sake of of yeah. looking cool. But anyway, I'm I'm pumped about this one. I really like. The um oh goodness what's the what's the other the clothing design game did you mention Pret-a-Porte. that yeah Pret-a-Porte. I really like that you game, can buy so. it now uh, no it's not it's on pre order yeah that's okay right. all right so my number eight is Splendor Duel mm. and this one is uh, actually this one probably could have made it a little bit higher Splendor is a game that my wife and I really love playing I love playing Splendor at all player counts we play it two player a lot and it's a great two player game. It's interesting to make a dual game of a game that's already good at two players. Yeah. You know, Seven Wonders makes sense because two-player Seven Wonders isn't as good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's it does take that... Stand, and it's its own standalone game, but it takes those same mechanisms and it ramps it up a bit, is is what I'm seeing. It's more complex. It's It's got more... It's not complex, but it is more. There is more thinking. Like, instead of just deciding you're going to draw... Sorry, Dean. He... I'm jumping in a little bit because I just back watched off, a video. man. This is my game. I just watched a video and he said to me before this, "Hey, you might, you might have more details than I do." Go ahead. So that's why, instead of just drawing, <laughs> like I'm gonna take, you know, one of this chip, one of this chip, one of that chip. There's like a almost tic tac toe board. There's a grid, and you have to put, you have to pick them horizontally in a line, vertically in a line, or diagonally in a line. And there's also like. Um, little scroll things that you can get that can give you bonus actions. Yeah. People that have played this that don't even necessarily love regular Splendor still really like this one. So, well, it's cool too, because there's some cards that give you like two gems as an engine building and then cards that have powers and abilities. So it's definitely not just like that simple. I just lay that down. This would have been on my list, but I, I try to take a few off and yeah. Dean did too, so we wouldn't have the same list. I'm very excited about this. I don't know if this one is actually... Some of those same things are from the expansion. I haven't played any of the expansion stuff. I played it's Marvel. Not, I don't think. Okay, okay. No, I don't think so. It's interesting to see some of those new things. I wonder if they'll take those and then have this new version of regular Splendor with those pieces in there. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited about this one. Splendor Duel is my number eight. Yep. My number seven is... I think it's on Dean's list, but I'll, I'll make... Is Woodcraft on your list? It is. Let's just let's just talk about it later then. Okay. All right. All right. That's my number seven is Woodcraft. Spoiler. All right. Yep. So my number seven is a game that is not on your list, and I'm kind of surprised, but maybe because it's a rethinking through of Great mm-hmm. Western Trail. <gasps> what? One of your favorite games. 
Great Western Trail, Argentina. <gasps> when we did this before, what I told John about it, and he was like, I thought that was an expansion, not I a did. standalone game. So That's terrible. Which is me. fun, because you don't get excited about expansions, which is no. why you wouldn't have been I really... I mean, I do sometimes, but not that much. Dean told me to act surprised. Yeah, and you nailed it. <laughs> you, you crushed it. So one thing that this game adds to it is um, it has a new type of worker, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting, yeah. right? It's the farmers. You like farming games. Sure. So add farmers into Great Western Trail, and you got you got yourself a, an excellent game. Yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm I'm just not I'm just not as excited like reimagining of games. And it's, I say that there is two of those on my list, I think, but games that I've never been able to have a copy of or play. When I've played the crud out of Great Western Trail, having a game that's potentially potentially maybe I'm wrong, very similar with a few tweaks, doesn't get me as jacked up about it. That's yeah. just me. But I'm, I mean, I am very much, very much interested. Yeah, yeah. So that, and I've heard good things of the the people. I think if I remember right, Jeremy Har- Howard is one that really enjoyed this one. Don't quote me on that. It could have been somebody else that I saw, but I, I've seen good things from some reviewers out there that have played this and, and really enjoyed it. So that is Great Western Trail, Argentina, my number seven. My number six has one of the greatest box covers that I've seen for a game. Terracotta Army. Hey, this is my number six. Uh-uh. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Then. Uh, I didn't even know that. We talked about this game, but not where it was the, in the position. The, the, bo- the box is beautiful. And it's not just the box. Uh, Adam Kwapinski of, you know, Dean Loves Nemesis. Uh, I was, I like, we both liked um, Origins First Builders quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Lords of Hellas. You like that, don't you? Uh, I have not played that. You never played that? Mm-mm. I mean, I haven't either. I just thought you had said. Anyways, I'm, I, I'm very much just interested in this. It looks... Like there's, it looks like there's, it's kind of like a, a just a euro that has different things going on in different sections of the board and stuff. So we'll see if it all comes together to be as good as I hope it does. But real cool theme, uh, I like the designer, and there's another designer working with him as well. Um, sorry, I'm not on there, but anyways, go ahead. Zuzana Kolowaska and uh, Jan Lipinski, who has done some other things too. Uh, John Company that just came out. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was involved in in that. So anyway, all the same things. Really pumped about this one. It's got. It seems like it's more of a interactiony uh, Euroy game. So I I'm I'm really pumped about this. And and it's that lower three weight, mm-hmm. which tends to be right in my wheelhouse. So there it is. Yep, there it's we my go. Number six. My number six Army. as well. What's your number five? Oh, my number five. That's right back to me. Uh, Sabika. Uh, mm. That's another talking of. Beautiful arc box cover. I think that's another really pretty box cover as well, don't you, Dean? Uh, yes. The reason yeah. that I'm interested in this one mostly is this is the same designer that did Batoku, which was I think my favorite game from last year. Um, if I could go back, I would put Dune as my favorite game from last year. But at the time, this is uh, I had Batoku Batoku on this, so it looks beautiful. Um, it has like this like kind of I think triple rondel thing going on, <laughs> and you know I like that kind of stuff. So. You know, it's it's pretty. It's heavier, three point seven eight. I, I I haven't been playing as many heavier games lately, so it's it's maybe the reason it's not a little bit higher on my list. But I'm very much intrigued. That's not my number five, Sabika. All right, my number five is one that is not on your list. I think you actually might be interested in this one if you looked into it a little bit. Okay. The box cover on this one I think is really pretty too. This is Pilgrim. I don't know anything about that game. Yeah, so this is by designer Nick Case, who has done some other things that I have not played. But in this one, you are abbots and abbot, abbot, abbesses. I don't know if I've ever heard it 
that word said in that way. Okay. Um, of your own provincial 14th century abbey, you're seeking oh, that's all, to... That's all, you're sold. That's right. So um, you're going to be building different routes. You're going to be it's ordaining serfs to become acolytes and acolytes and, and giving alms to the poor. Um, it's funny because you want to be the most devout and pious. I always think it's funny in these games when it's like, <laughs> be the most pious person and then that's you'll right. be the winner by getting the most points, which is right. kind of funny. But the thing I'm excited about this... life. The reason why I'm excited about this game is because it looks cool and I like the theme, but also it is this Mancala design where you're not necessarily having to take the action of the last one that you drop, if I understand this correctly. Uh, but you're you as you drop them, you're going to be able to get better actions if you have more people on the tile than the other person. So I think there, that that. Uh, Mancala style game is something I really enjoy and I think there's different strategies strategies that you can take in this game so I'm pretty pumped it looks cool theme all of that gets me excited that is Pilgrim my number five boom my number four is uh, Sensuki which is a Keesling game and this is one of those that's re-coming out and I just never had the original copy uh, it's only weighted at 2, 2.11, tile-weighing game. Rado says it is one of his best, I believe. So you're talking about Michael Kiesling at his best, a lighter-weight game. Maybe I could play with my family. Maybe I could play with other friends. Uh, yep, sign me up. Number Do you want to know why this game didn't make my list? Because it's on mine? Because I hated this game. <laughs> no way. I hated it so when much. When did you play it? I played it years ago. But here's the thing, John. This was. Did you play it on BGG without knowing? No, the rules? no, no. It was my. I had a great teach, and and but it was my first Tennessee game days that I ever went to. I, all this was kind of new to me. Yeah. And I think at the time I was really hyped up on a lot of really thematic games. And, so this and, is super dry. And it's really just dry. I I didn't I don't I knew what I was doing, but it just it did not do it for me. But I think my tastes have changed enough that I'm I'm a little excited about this You're in, one. So you want you would like me to get it and yes yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some reluctance there again yeah, because I, I didn't like it. I'm a it, little but. bit uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, we'll see. We'll see. This is one that I put kind of high that I could have put down lower because of that reason as well. So I, I I don't know. But that's it. That's my number 4. What's your number 4? My number 4 is a game called Revive, which uh That looks pretty cool. I wanted to make sure that I'm not Yeah, this is not that available. That was on a short list yet. for me. By the way, I put games that are not available right now just as a kind of personal thing and ones that I haven't played yet. So uh, or have on the way. I'll, I'll talk about that at the end. This is five years after everything has been destroyed and you're reviving it, uh, everything, right? So you're going to be going across this it's a cool theme. frozen earth and it's um, you have asymmetric player powers, which is something that gets me really excited. Yeah. It's got a, 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 this different variety in your, your setup that you've got. There's not any direct conflict in this one. All this is pulled directly from the BGG page. Which I, I'm okay with direct conflict, but I like the idea if you're trying to build everything up, that I'm not also competing with you in a in a you know, a tacky type of way, mm. tearing your things down as you're building them up. I think thematically I like that quite a bit. So I'm pretty pumped about this one. I'm wanting to say Jonathan might have this one on the way or, or was talking about wanting to get this one. I don't remember, but I'm I'm pretty pumped about this one. I, I think it's gonna be pretty sweet yeah this was one that we didn't want to have that much crossover so like i submitted to cross off that i'm very excited about that that looks great also got some designer pedigree from uh santa maria i think is uh, there's four people that are listed as the designers on this one but i think 
the designers of yeah Santa Maria, um, the Magnificent, Disney. which is one that we yeah, really love. I really like that one. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so that that one that one would have been on my list, but anyways, it was really good. Okay, my number three is another one of those kind of redone games, reprinted games, uh, but you know they made the art beautiful and stuff. And that's the Palaces of Carrara. I believe that's this is out in different places in the world. It's not out here yet. Um, they had a big Kickstarter for it. It is. Uh, Kiesling Cromer game, so there you go. Uh, I've got him, I got them, well, I got Kiesling on two in a row, but this is a Game Brewer game. Game Brewer usually has games that are very, very much like. I've heard uh, multiple people say this is Kiesling Cromer's best game. I'm not saying that it is, that, but anytime someone says that, and I haven't, I, I, I'm, my interest is peaked. So, Dean, would you mind saying you've, you've played this on Board Game Arena? Yeah. And you, I enjoyed I enjoyed my experience for sure. And it's one that, you know, the first play on a digital game is never usually great for me. And and I still enjoyed this one once I figured out what was going on. But you're basically buying these different building materials and then using those materials to build buildings. But you can build a building with any material that you want. But if you build them with higher type material that's more expensive and money's tight in this game, then whenever you trigger those type of buildings, you'll get better but things right cool. whether yeah. it's money like or, it's, or it's points but yep. i got destroyed when i played this game online but it made me want to go back and play it again good yeah it's a cool game palace of Karar, number three number three my number three is one that is a carcassonne game how Dang. about that i yeah. you know I often put these on there but here's why i want to play mist over carcassonne or mm. I, I think i've seen it as like fog over carcassonne but it's mist over carcassonne is what's listed as bgg so this is a cooperative version of Carcassonne. Have you seen anything on this, John? Not really. Okay. So you're going to get um, points. It's cooperative? Yes, it's cooperative. Oh, dang. Um, I do want to play this now. So you're scoring points, which I don't know exactly how that works with how you're getting. Maybe you have to get a certain amount of points. I don't know. But you're trying to stop the spread of ghosts um, that are coming out of the cemetery, which is a cool... Uh, for me, that's a really cool theme. The box on this looks beautiful. Uh, I'm I'm really pumped about this. My only, my only a good choice. concern about this one is these Carcassonne versions that are released in Germany aren't often released over here or or as quickly. So I'm wondering this might be one that I have to actually order from Germany if I want to get it quickly. I, I haven't looked into this to see the availability here in the states, but. We love Carcassonne in my house a lot. And this one, a cooperative version, I think would get played quite a bit, especially with a theme like this that my kids could probably play. Yeah, I, yeah this, maybe I said number three, maybe this should have been higher. I yeah, don't know. No, I'm, I'm pumped that's, about that. That's one. great. I actually did not know that was co-op. So I'm, you know, it's kind of like when they come up new versions of Catan, you know, all these different things they have a, several versions of. and thinking, right. I'm just like, eh. But knowing that it's co-op is very intriguing. Uh, so my number two is a game that I'm stunned, actually, that I thought for sure it would be on Dean's list, and that is Oak, uh, a game about dru- worker placement game about druids. That's pretty sick, right? Okay, it's um, it's Game Brewer, which sick I just, means good. Yeah, sorry, Slang. it's Game Brewer, which I just mentioned. This is, I think, um, Will. Let's see, Wim Gosens, uh, and this is his first game, I believe. Uh, Rado was pretty high on this, which, you know, I'm, I like that. But what I think is really cool about this is you you get to, uh, it's not only beautiful, not only a super cool theme, but you can upgrade your workers. And I like games like that. Um, 
And you put very much so. You put pieces on the wooden yeah. meeples, right? This is why That's, I thought yeah. this is like yeah, there's like hats and sashes and stuff. Like I don't know how that didn't make your list just because of that. Uh, it's in the theme. It just seems really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm just very interested in this one. I can't wait to play it. You know why this didn't make my list, John? Why? It, it's a game called Oak, and it's and it is a beautiful box, but it's about a beautiful tr- box tree. That doesn't always grab me. Everdell. Right? No, that's woodland creatures, though. This is, these are druids and I thought a this tree. was a, a game about growing trees. Oh. Until you brought it to my attention, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh. this should be on my list, but I'll wait for you to talk about it. But Can't wait to play that probably one. Probably this would have made my list if I really looked into it there better. There you go. That's I, my number two. I can be really shallow sometimes. My number two is one that I'm guessing John brought up earlier. Yeah, you did. Woodcraft. <laughs> right? Did you have this on your list? Yes. Okay. So Woodcraft is a game by designer uh, Ross Arnold and Vladimir Suji, which, which is love. a game designer that I absolutely love. Yeah, Messina me too. that came out last year. And we need to play Last Will. You've you have played this. I've not played this. I know. Yeah, right? I, I own Last Will. Yeah, yeah, we do need Why to play that. Play for that? Sure. You would. I think you would like that game a lot. Oh, I'm. I feel very confident that I would. Okay. This is one that's been on top of my wanting to play list for a long time. Woodcraft is a bit of a crunchier game. Mm-hmm. I was, it's it's bordering that four weight. It's why it was lower on my list. Yep. But here's the cool thing that that interests me in this one. It's the dice manipulation in this one. How you are so basically you're woodcrafters and you're trying to make the best woodcrafts and sell them. I guess is is the idea. But you're splicing wood together with dice. So the dice are those mm-hmm. wood pieces that you're putting together to form different numbers and all that, which I think is a really cool mechanism. Yeah. And I'm I'm hearing good reviews on this as well. So. Very much. I mean, what's intrigued me about this is the art is gorgeous. And it, it reminds me of why Root sucked people into a game that, like, oh, that's so cute. This feels like, that's so cute. Oh, wait, it's weighted at four. Like, <laughs> right, like right. I, when I first saw the box art and I heard about this, I was, my guess was it was going to be around a three weight game because it just looks fun and cutesy and stuff. So the thing that, you know, I'm not sure. Like that's that's pretty heavy. You know, if it's around a four, but I'm very interested in this. That's why it was on my list for sure. Anything he comes out with will probably be on my top ten list at yeah. this point. And just it, about. Yeah, I, I mean, really, that's yeah. it's designer pedigree is why this really shot up there. The art is by the same one that did Messina 1347 too. Wow, just a really different approach. Yeah, I like it is. That. It really is. Yeah, I, like I like the like art that. better in this than I did 1347. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Okay, that's your number two. My number one is just has just recently came out, and so you know, in your face if you're upset about this, I'm probably going to order this today. Uh, that is Mosaic, a story of civilization. I was, I, I'm just always interested in Civ games, especially this one's weighted at two point seven six, so it's like a little bit on the maybe lighter side. Which I've all, I've been, I'm always waiting, Dean, to find that Civ game that I can play with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, nations is kind of that kind of that, but anyways, uh, maybe this is the one, maybe this is, you know, I don't know, but I, I messaged Jonathan this morning and he hadn't played this. So he knows how to, uh, he said that he can teach us Dean, but also the people who did play it. Cause I think he had to play another game. Uh, he said, really enjoyed it. So, and I, if it's this group that we know that we like a lot of similar games, that's really intrigued me. Um, yeah, I think the art looks gorgeous on this game. The, the card play looks very interesting. I'm, I'm just all in. I really want to try this game. Yep. I'm right there with you. The only reason that this is not 
really high on my list actually is because it's already out. Yep. That's the only That's reason fair. I put it on there. But that yep. this is one oof. If I had if I had a million dollars, I would I would put it into buying this there game all in on the Kickstarter for sure. All right. But I don't. All right. So my number one is a game that I think that was on your list. Yeah. Uh, Beer and Bread. Yep. Which is a... That was my number nine, I think. Another two-player only game. Two two-player only games. This one will be mine as soon as I can possibly get it. And and here's the thing. Scott Alms, okay. Who I've not played a ton of Scott Alms games, all the tiny epic games in Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea and all that. Uh, Michael Menzel art. So that's that's... I love Michael Menzel art. Yeah. The theme alone told me I am going to buy this game as soon as it comes out. <laughs> I mean, really, that that was it. But it's a cool multi-use card game. You've got player drafting. You've got you're managing your resources. But the interesting piece of this is, the way I understand it, is that you're actually sharing resources, sharing the fields of where those uh, uh, where the resources are coming mm-hmm. from, and then you're using that to balance out making beer and bread. So you have to be able to balance that. If if I understand this correctly, I've watched a little bit of the gameplay, not enough to really have a great grasp of it. But I just I really really want to get this game quickly. There it is. You too. Anything you Absol- want to add? No, absolutely. Uh, small box capstone. I'm all in on cap. Oh yeah, capstone. capstone that. Small yep. box game. Um, looked uh, beer and bread. Really cool theme. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely interested in this one. So yep, that's it. All right. So that is our games that we want to play. Is there any other ones you want to talk about real quickly? That no. maybe in the secrets. Oh, okay, got you. Okay, never mind. So why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? If you're enjoying our channel, we would love for you to subscribe to our channel. Um, leave us a review, feedback, anything like that would be great. You can go to patreon.com slash MeebleTown to support what we're doing. We're at MeebleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and reward game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeebleTown. All right, Dean. So uh, in the secrets, as, as I call them, list off. We don't... Ha- I got to go, so I'm just going to kind of list off the few that were on my list. Uh, Talatum would have been on my list, um, you know, if uh, I, I took it off or whatever. I've already played that one, which you is why it, it would have been number two on my list probably. Yeah, I think maybe some people could be surprised Sky Mines is off my list. I just, I don't know. I just... I considered that one as yeah, well. Yeah, I did. I, it looks like a really cool theme, but I don't, I don't know. I guess... I don't know. With some of the Fister stuff, I don't know why I'm not as excited about it as I used to be. Uh, Revive would have been on my list as well. Hamlet? Did you see that? I have Hamlet coming in. I kickstarted it, yeah. so that's that's why it's not on there. Okay, you, yeah. you're pretty interested in that. Same thing for Fall of uh, Fall of the Mountain King. I just got, got that it. in, so that's why it's not on my list. And then Fire and Stone, The Siege of Vienna, 1683, which is like a war back and forth capstone two-player game. That was really close to making my list. You've got me intrigued on that one for sure. Um, a couple that we didn't talk about at all, Starship Captains, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Same thing. Um, but one that I thought could be on your list was Applejack, which is another tile-laying Uva game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those coming that, out. That's good, the thing. Bad, I just ugly. don't get as excited about that stuff because it's just yeah. it's, it's like they're always coming out. And they could be really good. I'm just like, okay. I, I'm intrigued by this one, and I, I definitely want to play this when it comes out. And the last one is a micro game called um, Film, which is by the designer. I don't know anything about that. I don't either, a ton anyway. A but it's by the designer of Luna film. Capital. Oh. Which is a game that I love, and that's why it really yeah, I would love to play that seems then. pretty interesting to me. So anyway, that's what we got.